Anyways, if you can, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 10. We're going to be looking at verses 26 through 33. Uh, you can find it on page 1,511 of your pew Bibles. 1,511. Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Thus ends our reading of God's authoritative word. May all who hear it not be afraid. How many of you here know what an escape room is? Most of you. An escape room is, is, a, is a place that you go to where they lock you in this theme-based room and you have to solve these clues trying to figure your way out uh, before your time is up. Well, last Thursday, my family and I went to one where the theme was that of a science lab that had created a zombie virus. And so every so often, this, this uh, red light would go off and give us a warning that this zombie creature was going to enter our room trying to infect us. What, what we, we had these flags that were attached to, the, to our sides, and, and if he could snatch the flag, or both of our flags, then we would be infected with the virus. Um, and so, now, logically, we, we knew that this was just an actor with a mask on, and that there was nothing to be afraid of. But in the midst of it, of it all, in, in the midst of this threat, uh, for some of us, it felt pretty real. There was screaming, there was running and tripping and trying to get away from this creature. You, you see, we were, we were just as into the story as this actor was. We believed the lie because it was part of the fun. But the truth of the matter was that we had nothing to really be afraid of. After all, it was just a matter of perspective. In a similar way, what we read in our text today has to do with perspective. Jesus calls us to a life of courage as we perceive the world around us through a higher lens, a greater perspective. But before we jump in, let's remind ourselves of where we've been. It's been over a month since we've been in the book of, of Matthew. And we were in the middle of Jesus' second discourse where he, he sent out the twelve on mission. They were to proclaim the, the kingdom of heaven to the lost sheep of Israel. And he was sending them out as sheep among wolves. 
They were to be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. And then Jesus warned them of the persecution that they would be facing in the near future. And we found that this, this harassment would come from three different places. From the Jewish religious leaders, from the Roman governmental authorities, and even from members of their own family. And the reason for this persecution was simple. Because people hated Jesus. They hated their master. And if they're going to hate their master, they're going to hate his followers. This is the, the backdrop to our passage for today. And now Jesus continues his thoughts by urging his disciples through words that will give them courage. And he does so in three ways. First, by appealing to the truth. It is the truth that demands that they be bold. Second, he appeals to power. Once his disciples understand the power of God, they will no longer fear men. And finally, Jesus fosters this boldness through an appeal of love. Because God loves them so much, they need not be afraid. Let's take a look at our passage again and see how this plays out. Look at verses 26 and 27. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of them. Who is the them that Jesus is referring to? They are the very, one, the very ones that he just warned them about. Those who would persecute his disciples. The religious leaders. The Roman authorities. And members of their own family. Jesus wanted these disciples to know that they don't have to fear these men. Why? His first reason is because the truth will win the day. The truth cannot be hidden away. It always emerges. Whether it is today or, or years down the road, the truth will be re revealed to everyone. Therefore, if, if, if the truth is to eventually be known, is it not wise to declare it boldly now? To shout it from the roofs today? The gospel is a message of truth. It is a declaration that Jesus came to rescue us from our sins by dying on the cross and then rising three days later. And this message is to be proclaimed to every tribe, to every tongue. It's not to be swept under the rug or, or, or put on a shelf. Rather, it is to be on display for all to see. And yet this gospel message was something that the disciples of Jesus did not yet fully understand. For it was still playing itself out in the life of Christ. There was a timing aspect to all of it. As Jesus was working his way to Jerusalem, as he, as he had set his face towards the cross, there were certain things that he had taught his disciples that were not made public. There were lessons that, that only they were privy to. 
And it it would only be after his resurrection that all the whispers that Jesus spoke and all, all what he told them in the dark would suddenly make sense. And it was these things that were to be spoken in the light. These men, these disciples, were to proclaim all of it. They were to be on the side of truth. And those on the side of truth never have to fear. For in the end, they will be proven right. This same calling comes to each and every one of you. You don't need to be afraid to proclaim this message, for it is the truth. And one day it will be seen by all. One day every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Proverbs 12, verse 19 says this, Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Everything that is false is dying away. And in the end, the only thing that will remain is the truth. But the truth is not the only reason that you should take courage. Look at verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body and hell. To fully grasp this one, we, one must be looking at the world from an eternal perspective. They must have that higher ground. They must understand the realities of both heaven and hell, and that, and that, li- that the life that they have now pales in comparison to the life that is to come. Here, Jesus appeals to the weakness of men and to the power of God. Man is, is weak, and that the only thing that, that, that they can do to you is to put an end to what is a relatively short existence. God, on the other hand, has the power not only to end someone's life, but also to cast both body and soul into hell. He has the authority over a person's eternal destiny. The, the, the best illustration I've, I've ever seen in this comes from a man named Francis Chan. Anybody, anybody know who Francis Chan is? He, he demonstrated this, this contrast between the two beautifully, so I'm borrowing it from him. Now, now, picture this rope. Imagine it goes on forever, okay? Now visualize it as a timeline of your existence. Do you see this red part here? Right there? This tiny little section represents your time in this life. You've got what? Maybe 70, perhaps 80, possibly a a hundred years, and then you die. But afterwards, you have all of eternity to be in the presence of God. But what is crazy is that that for some of you, all of your focus is on this red section right here. It consumes you. If you're a kid, you look to that, that next little part in the red when you'll be able to stay up later or maybe drive a car. 
If you're a teenager, you go to the next little section and you look forward to going off to college, maybe in having some real freedom for the very first time. Of course, there's, there's these middle years right here that, 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 that drive us all nuts, right? Um, <laughs> you think that if you work hard enough and save all that you can, then, then you can retire and really enjoy this, this last little bit of red right there. Do you see how foolish this is? You, you're, you're consumed by fear and worry because you are afraid that the, that this red is either going to be miserable or it's going to end too soon. And so this red part of the rope becomes an idol to you. And you pay no attention to the white. What about this part of your life? This 500-year chunk where you, you are just beginning to know your God. Or what about this section way down the line after 7,000 years and you have just begun to taste what true life is all about? Or how about way, way down the line after a million years when you think you've, you've seen it all and yet the, the, the infinite layers of God and His kingdom peel back once more and everything seems fresh and new once again. Do you see it? When you put the two side by side, the comparison's laughable. We are, are afraid of what's going to happen to us here in the red, when what we should be living for is the white. And because of this, we, we think that man has so much power, because what they can do is they, they can cut off a tiny little nub of this infinite rope. But it is God who, who wields all of it. He is the one whom we should really fear. Psalm 29 verse 25 says this, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Which leads into Jesus' next appeal, to be courageous. Look at Matthew 10, verses 29 through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. A sparrow at that time was probably the, the, the cheapest source of meat making it convenient for those who were poor and in need. A penny was, was less than an hour's wage, and one could get two birds for some light work. But what does Jesus say? Not one sparrow will lose its life without the Father's permission. If a bird, like a, like a sparrow, a, a creature that is of insignificant value, is in the caring hands of the Father, how much more than one who was created in his own image? And this is the third reason to not be afraid, because, because the one who holds the real power is also the one who loves you. The one who controls, who controls that, that, that infinite length of rope 
He smiles on you and has your best interest at heart. And when you are in His will, when you are doing what He commands, you can trust in Him to watch over you. After all, he, he proved his love for you when he sent his own son to die for your sins. Romans 5 verse 8 says this, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What more proof do you need that God has your back? This is why you can be brave when you share his message. Sure, Man can, can, can take your life, but he can't really hurt you. Not in any lasting way. Because the one who holds the real power loves you. So take courage. Do not be afraid. Shout it from the rooftops. The rooftops. Jesus is the only way to be saved. That no one can come to the Father but through him. This is what it means to be his disciple. We want to be like the Apostle Paul who said this, Do not be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation of all who believe. This is your calling as a Christian. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Jesus had to say in our, in our last verses. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Those who shrink back in fear are not fit for the kingdom of God. But you don't need to shrink back. Because the all-powerful God, the God who loves you, is with you. This is what we read in our first scripture reading. Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Those who take courage, those who know that the truth will, will be revealed in the end, those who know that, that God is the one who holds the real power, and those who, who know that that same God loves them, they will not shrink back in fear. And Jesus will present them before his Father as a good and faithful servant. Therefore, do not be afraid. Rather, go and proclaim Christ. Let us pray. Father, we confess too often we have the wrong perspective. We don't think about the truth being revealed. We forget that it is you who, who wields real power. And we do not remember the love that you have for us. Help us to repent and be bold. Fill us with your Holy Spirit as we proclaim your message to those around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.